0: what is up everyone this is anthony garvalia
1: sasha padberg
0: welcome back to step up sports baby it's good to be back
1: yeah absolutely anthony glad to have you back on the uh, pod
0: yeah it's amazing to be back talk some sports talk a little life catch yeah. us up on everything
1: yeah absolutely. catch you up on your life sash so when we were doing these podcasts it was back in my ce- our senior year together and um Towards the end of my high school time, I made a tough decision, decided to join the United States Navy. So I'm out in uh, San Diego, California now. Uh, Back in 2022, from January through August, I was deployed. So I have gotten back and just been uh, getting accustomed back to life, starting to live on my own. I've been having a lot of fun and um, making a lot of memories. How about you? What have you been up to?
0: I love to hear that, Sash. And um, thank you for your service. It's really amazing to have such a close friend. Me and Sash have been friends for 10 years. We've always wanted to do a sports podcast together. So it's quite an honor to be on this podcast. Just He's in San Diego, I'm in St. Louis, but we can still connect and always chat sports. Um, my life, so end the senior year, um, graduated high school, was supposed to go to Mizzou to be a journalist. Um, I'm still going to chase that career path through this podcast, but I decided to become a real estate agent and I'm attending UMSL right now as a business degree. I've sold eight houses in the last year and a half, got four in a contract, so business is starting to boom, and, um, yeah, just starting to really connect and branch out and enjoy the real estate world, but I really love sports as well. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Cardinals and start of the baseball season, get caught up with everything from the Central Division to Cardinals Prospects, Give me your thoughts, Sash, on what's the one thing you're really looking forward to this MLB season?
1: Honestly, for this season, I really am interested to see the rule changes that they've implemented. If you've watched any of the spring training games,
0: you've seen the
1: the new implemented pitch clock for both the batter and the pitcher. Um, game times have been, in spring training, already been down from uh, almost four-hour games to uh, two-and-a-half-hour games, which is just going to make the game so much quicker. It's going to be more in tune uh, with shift changing, there's going to be a lot more hits, a lot more stolen bases be- due to the the amount of times pitchers are now allowed to pick off. It's just I, I'm excited. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that at first I was very unoptimistic. I was very upset that the MLB is trying to appeal to people that don't watch baseball. But I th- I think that there's a good borderline of like, hey, they're evolving into a game where we're not um, sitting there for four hours like. I think that's just going to be good for the game. Um, as I said, obviously, I live in San Diego. So, I mean, it's easier now to follow the whole MLB now that I'm living in a different city outside of St. Louis. So, I've been following both the Cardinals and the San Diego Padres. Um, so, kind of being able that to to follow both of them have helped me get in tune with the entire Major League Baseball. Um, another rule I like, another thing that I like that they're doing is instead of doing more divisional games, they're doing... Um, all thirty teams will match up against every single team this year. I think that's going to be such a great thing for Major League Baseball. I think it's going to get more fans in the stands. Say that a guy like me who lives out in San Diego doesn't necessarily see the Cardinals every uh, every time. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, they will be out here. Um, they will be out here in in September. So um, just getting to see that is just going to be so much fun. Um, I'm excited. Um, and obviously, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the Cardinals. I mean, I think that they have a very, very bright future.
0: Yeah, you talked a lot there. And um, I, I kind of disagree with you, Sash, because I think that MLB is going to create a lot of injuries with this new pitch clock because 15 seconds is way too fast um, for one pitch. I understand that you're trying to speed up the games and you want to get more fan viewership, but I kind of think it takes away from the original thought of baseball. Um you're supposed to enjoy there, sit for a while, relax, throw c- down a couple beers, some hot dogs. And if you don't really want to be at a baseball game, you don't have to show up. Um, and I also think it's going to rush kind of like the intensity of like huge at-bats. Like earlier in spring training, I think it was six to six. Um, I don't remember the game. I think it was the Braves or it was the Red Sox. It was a 3-2 pitch.
1: Yeah, the walk-off. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was
0: terrible. That was terrible in my opinion because um, – when it comes to a huge playoff baseball time these pitchers need to take time to be able to get their best energy and effort for these pitches and if you're rushing them it's going to take the integrity out of the game uh, you know
1: i i think that there's like definitely like a part of me is also feeling that way where i don't necessarily like the um the pitch clock um what i do think that is important is that i think that um i think that having that implemented is just gonna like avoid players from doing like i i you know what honestly i've gotten to the point where i started hating them stepping out of the batter stepping out of the box like i I understand that i hate 10 pickoff moves so i think that necessarily like i think that they're just doing a baseline right now but i think that there's a lot better solutions such as like if they want to get don't want to implement the pitch clock necessarily i think that like the the rules of like hey you can't you can only uh, try pick off so many times. You can only step out of the box. Sorry, my dog is running around right now. Um, I think that, like, there's just so many different things that I am excited to see within Major League Baseball. Um, but you know what? I, I, I will say that, like, I'm not, I'm not keen necessarily on change. So, like, I can see where, like, for baseball fans such as you and I, where there's definitely a lot of mixed opinions. There's a lot of mixed feelings towards this whole idea. But, you know, I think that, the, the fact and the reality is is that people are getting uninterested because of how long the games are, so I think they're just trying their best right now to um, push out new ideas, see what sticks. I'm not necessarily saying that all of them are great ideas, but I'm thinking that the, some of the ideas will uh, make the game a little bit more effective.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that they have to meet in the middle and kind of figure out what the best options are To keep that viewership, because I mean it's a business. Every sports franchise is a business, Um, but also keep the integrity in the game. Um, I I can understand like not letting the batters get outside of the batter's box, but I mean like think about it. it. it's way too like you're a pitcher yourself right sosh you understand like rushing your pitches you can you can really mess up your mechanics
1: yeah i think that honestly i mean i i, I ironically uh, before we started this podcast i was watching something about what happened when max scherzer uh today or yesterday um he pretty much did this thing where he was i think it's the problem is i think with this is more of an advantage to the pitcher actually uh contrary to what what we're kind of talking about. I actually think that the pitcher has more of an advantage in this. And Max Scherzer proved it yesterday. He, what he did was he stayed set and pretty much waited until the pitch clock got as far down as it possibly could. And the batters allowed one uh, timeout step out of the box, get themselves readjusted through the at bat. So he did that. His He hit his one uh, timeout. But the thing was Max Scherzer stayed set. So immediately when uh, – I think it was Joey Mesa from the Washington Nationals, as soon as he stepped back into the box – Max Scherzer pitched the ball for a strike. It was almost rushing him because they, cause he he doesn't he didn't have to get off the mound, so he just stood there and stayed ready. So I think that in a sense, like, it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard to navigate for these players. They're going
0: to have to figure
1: out a lot of different rules. And, I mean, yeah, I, mean I think definitely it's definitely going to be hard for
0: hitters. Huh? It's going to be really hard for the hitters. It's already impossible. It yeah, I think –
1: I think so too. I mean, and the problem is, is as somebody that pitched, once I got into my rhythm, I noticed that what I would used to do was, as I got into my rhythm, I would try to speed up my pitches because if what was working was working, there was no point of trying to slow down. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So I mean,
1: I think though, I mean, and another thing that I'm having a hard time with is that they're allowing uh, outfield shifts, but they're no longer allowing infield shifts. And Joey Gallo stepped into the box. And instead of – since they can't use an infield shift anymore, all they did was they brought the right fielder so far in that he was pretty much playing the fifth infield position pretty much on the – right in between uh, first and second. So it's like, you know, I'm having a hard time with these rules because I think there's a lot of loopholes that these players are already figuring out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And baseball, a lot of people think it's a really simple sport. There's so many adjustments that go on with – Uh, We could go down a whole loophole of, like, spider tack, uh, rosin, all these different kind of things. And baseball, the landscape has shifted in the last year and a half. Absolutely. uh, Problems with players doing PEDs to substance abuse to um, really the pitchers cracking down with ball size and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, and then. I mean, as I, I as you said, substance abuse, like I, as I, like, as I said earlier, I'm living out in San Diego, so I'm first handedly seeing Padres fans being incredibly upset with the whole, um, with the whole, um,
0: Fernando,
1: Fernando Tatis issue. And, and the problem that I'm having is, um, you sit there and you think about it, right? And I think that. I don't, I don't know. In my opinion, and I'm gonna be the unpopular opinion, and I know not a lot of people are gonna agree with me on this, but I think PED should at this point just be allowed. Steroids, really? Are, yeah, steroids. That's are, a hot take. Yeah, steroids are clinically proven to help recovery, and it's not like steroids instantly make you better at baseball. You still have to make contact with the ball, and let's just be honest, like you're facing some of the best pitchers against some of the best hitters in the league. Like it's not like it's it's making the game easier. It's not. It's just not. So, I mean, I think that if players are going to get caught and they're going to get suspended for doing it and you're taking away guys like Fernando Tatis who are the spark plug of the MLB. Like, I I know that you and I have a personal vendetta against the um, Fernando Tatis bad flip because that happened in the 2020 playoffs against the Cardinals when he made his famous bad flip. Like, that was something that happened. Yeah, that sucked. But the thing is, if you look at it, he's just one of the most electric players in the sport. It's not a player that you want to have to say goodbye to necessarily. And honestly, I think that if you hushed those injuries, like I guarantee you, when Fernando Tatis comes back into the league, people are going to be looking at him a lot differently than they were when he was playing. And I think that that's kind of messed up. I think that that hurt. I don't He cheated. I don't even. So I think that that's, that's, that's my main point is that, yeah. He took steroids, but does that necessarily mean that he's not the, the player? He's not a good baseball player. I think he's a fantastic baseball player. I think that taking him out of the the league for, and I think that a have seen players with that have done more than he has to get suspended for less. So in my opinion, it's absolutely ridiculous to suspend him for, the remainder, the the whole end of the, the pretty much the entire second half of the twenty twenty two season going into the twenty twenty three season, I mean, it you gotta you gotta realize like the, it also makes the players like you're gone from your profession for that long. That's like if I was if I stepped away from the navy, I was suspended from the navy for eighty <laughs> days. I wouldn't come back. I wouldn't be doing my job normally. Like to start, I'd have to get myself back into it. So I would very much anticipate. A very slow year for Fernando Tatis Jr. when he comes back. Yeah, because on, on a team that, let's just be honest, I believe will win the World Series this year or will be a very true contender after all the money that they've spent this offseason to just pick up players like Xander Bogarts. Make sure that you lock down a Manny Machado. Make sure that you get veterans such as Nelson Cruz back. I mean, I think that the Padres have something brewing. I think it's very special. I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But at the end of the day, not having Fernando Tatis around and not having him in his form is going to change. Is going to make him very, very – like it's going to make that team weaker. It, it just is.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about the Padres. Let's talk about divisions. Um, okay. So let's start with the central. Um, okay. What do you feel like – the central landscape is after um, I mean, there was a, a few moves, nothing too crazy. Yeah. You uh, know, the clubs had some upgrades. The yeah, Brewers... the had
1: ups. So I'm, I'll, I'll give you the, the rank of where I think that these players are going to match up or where these teams are going to end up. So we're going to start with the NL central. We're just going to go through every single division, uh, AL, NL, both sides. I think that we can do that. I think both of us have a, a decent understanding. I've been watching spring training, so i kind of have an idea of what the futures of prospects look like for every single team. Um, so I'll start with the number five team in the NL central. I think that it's going to be the Cincinnati reds. Um, they, they just weren't impressive. They're way too young of a team and I just don't think that they're ready for any type of, um, serious, like contending, uh, season. I don't think that they are going to be good at all. So I'm going to take them at five at four. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that they have, um, a huge advantage to them to get Andrew McCutcheon back, just get a veteran guy, get a guy that knows that clubhouse, get a guy that knows how to uh, succeed in that, in that uniform. I think that that's a great way for him to end his career. I think it's great for pirates fans. I think it's going to boost the morale. I think that the players, the younger guys are going to um, seriously benefit around. So I'm going to take the pirates at four. Um, the third place team, in my opinion, in this division is the Chicago Cubs. And you know what? I really don't think that they're going to be a much of an improved team from last year. Um, yeah, they signed a lot of players. Um, I think the most notable name, obviously, is Cody Bellinger. Um,
0: Over Dansby had, Swanson?
1: Sorry, excuse me. It is. Sorry, excuse me. It is, but the thing is, Dansby Swanson, the difference between him and, uh, let's say, a Xander Bogarts. Is Xander Bogart stepped up and he was the, the Red Sox key guy. Dansby Swanson was never that guy. Dansby Watson also has a very, very bad habit of swing and miss. He, he swings out of the zone, misses a lot. He was one of the highest players with a swing and miss ratio on, on pitches both in and out of the zone last year that I just don't see any type of improvement, um, especially in a, in, in a ballpark where um, Chicago, the, the Cubs stadium, the wind blows in. So on those balls that could potentially be home runs that the wind's blowing, I just don't see him having as much success as he did with Atlanta. Um, So I, on that front, I mean, and then to kind of talk about Cody Bellinger a little bit, um, Cody Bellinger, just, I mean, everyone thinks of Cody Bellinger as the 2019 MVP, the stud. He was, as I, I think I've talked to you about Anthony, he's just one of my favorite players, but he's not the Cody Bellinger that, that when you say that name that anyone thinks of, I think that, the, the Cubs strung together a bunch of na- like big name players from five years ago.
0: Okay, um, and then you think uh, Brewers? They were completely
1: scrap everything. So the fact they took, I think they took uh, Tillahoon from the Yankees as a pitcher. I think that that's a good move. Um, I yeah, sorry, him. Um, but yeah, no, just still not not much of an improved team in my opinion. Not a, not a team that can contend. Um, so moving on to my second place team, and uh, I'm gonna I'm trying to be as like non-biased as possible, but honestly, with the way that the NL Central is, we're just not. Um... Hold on one second. Hey,
0: yeah, and I I, I, I think that um, you're gonna put the Brewers and the Cardinals. So yeah,
1: so, so no, you know what, I'm
0: I'm gonna tell you why though. So the Brewers, I'm gonna
1: take at the number two team. Um, now, actually, you know what? Yeah, so number two team, but there's a reason for it. Um, the Brewers are scary pitching-wise. They are incredibly scary. Um, it's just a team. God damn it. Hold on. Hey! I'm going to leave my phone right here. I'll be right back.
0: A little pause in the commercial. Um, but I think Sasha has a valid point with the way the divisions are ranked right now um, from the Brewers to uh, the Cardinals. And a word from our sponsor, the Realty Center. For all your real estate needs, call the Realty Center with a new office on 2020 South 12th Street. With all your real estate needs, from buying or selling to income-producing assets, Realty Center can help you through all of your needs. Give me a call at 314-755-5065. Or check out our office. We're going to have a grand new opening next week. Sorry about that. I
1: let my, my dog You're out good. and almost we ran got a, away, We got so. a
0: sponsor. So, um, anyways, continue with uh, why you thought the Brewers and the Cardinals.
1: So, Milwaukee, number number two, they they have the pitching. And that's something that um, I'm a little worried about in the Central. Um, I want to see them do well. But I just don't see – I don't see the hitting factors They they had opportunities to sign big name players. They didn't. So I think with that, there's, there's nobody that stands out except their pitching staff. Their pitching core is dominant. You know that. I know that Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. I mean, they have, they have, the they have the people, but the thing is, it's like, I see the same thing with the Miami Marlins that you can be, a great pitching staff, but you're going to lose every game one to nothing. Cause you don't have the offense. Game, yeah. Baseball games don't end in ties. So you're not going to get that type of feel of a winning ball club. They're going to put up very little runs again this year, which leads me into the Cardinals at number one. And yeah, I'm going to say the Cardinals, but I will also say to contrary, contrary to what the Brewers have, the Cardinals have the exact opposite where their pitching staff, has potential. I would say that. I'm not really sure how to Adam Wainwright's going to do. He's older. We both know that. Um, what I'm what I'm more focused on is guys like can Jack Flaherty bounce back? Can we get a bounce back on him? Can we get maybe like um, can we get Miles Michaelis to do well? He's looked really well in the two spring training games that he's played. He's. I think that he's going to be the easiest player to tell off for pitching wise, because he's heading over to the world baseball classic here in a few weeks. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. I mean, I think that there's no, there's no stopping Arenado. Arenado has been one of the most consistent players over the last um, 10 years. He's 10 years into his career, batted 300 last year, came second place in the NL uh, MVP vote behind our MVP, Paul Goldschmidt who just had a stellar year. I don't think Paul Goldschmidt will perform the way that Arenado will, but I still think that that force is to be very reckoned with. And on top of that, we have very good prospects currently. George Walker, 20 years old. Um, made his way in the last year and a half through single-A, double-A, triple-A, and now they're talking about even putting him on the opening day roster, which would just be so crazy to think about that a 20-year-old dude, Anthony, you're older than that kid is. You're yeah. older than him, and he's about to go start for the St. Louis Cardinals.
0: Like that is crazy.
1: That's something that's that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty incredible to me. He looks very good in spring training, has a good average hits for both power and, uh, has a little bit of speed behind him. So I think that the Cardinals take the place of the NL central champions. I'm going to take them. Um, let's hear your list.
0: Okay. My list. Um, I'm going to go with the pirates in last place. I think they have a lot of young prospects. Um, I do like Andrew McCutcheon as an addition, but I still think they have a year to grow. Um, but I do think, like, next two years are going to be competing for the division with Kevon Hayes um, and all O'Neal the rest Cruz. of the house. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. Oh, of- and on with the
1: Pirates as well, um, Brian Reynolds, who had originally requested a trade, had said that he would be willing to stay with a contract negotiation. I think he wants five years for, like, $200 million.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a crazy player, but he's consistent. and He gets a lot of hits. Yeah, um,
1: good good contact bat to have.
0: I think the Reds are going to be fourth because um, they still have a lot of good hitting there. Um, I know their pitching is terrible, but they have a cu- couple of good young prospects. Um, I think they're going to add Trevor Bauer. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but I think they're going to add him. I think that's his destination. Me and you were talking about that earlier.
1: Yeah, we were. Um,
0: not too much to talk about with that team. I mean, I like the I like the way that Votto is stick around, but he's just kind of wasting space and cap space there. And the Reds have a terrible owner and a terrible organization. Actually, you know what? The
1: um the number one ranked prospect in the MLB.
0: Oh, Hunter Green.
1: No, Ellie De La Cruz.
0: Oh wow, what happened to Hunter Green? Did he? he did he's he... still
1: in. the yeah, – I think he's actually playing. Um, oh no. Yeah, so he's up there. So good, good young core. Um, I don't think that they're they're not experienced uh, experienced enough to win, in my opinion. Um, once they get a little bit more experience under their belt, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean the Reds.
0: I think it was probably ten years ago in 2011. They had an amazing squad with Brandon Phillips. Uh, yeah, Tucker Barnhard. Was he? Yeah, he was just starting out his career over there. Votto was in his prime. They had Johnny Cueto. Um, they're. The Pirates oh. were also an elite squad with what you said with the man Andrew McCutcheon and even the Brewers. The Central, NL Central used to be the cream of the crop. Um, yeah,
1: I think that they've – I think I'll be honest with you. I think that the NL Central has become the weakest division. Um, you got know, one
0: good team. And, and the whole lot will be honestly, besides maybe the AL Central.
1: Yeah, I think that – yeah, those are th- – that one's up for debate, like between the worst division, but it, it's definitely – Ranging, looking like it's the central. Just overall, the central does not look
0: great, in my opinion. No, definitely not. Um, and then third place, um, I have the Brewers. I think that the Brewers, like you said, have amazing pitching. I just don't think they have good enough hitting. I think their pitching is honestly going to fall off. Those you're, pitches... you're putting
1: the Brewers at a third?
0: I am, yeah. The okay. Brewers are going to be at third uh, <laughs> because their pitching is going to fall off. Patrick Corbin and um, Burns, I mean – Sorry, not Patrick Corbin. What, what was the pitcher's name? You're talking
1: about Brandon Woodruff?
0: Brandon Woodruff. They traded Patrick Corbin to, like, the Diamondbacks or the Nationals or the something. The Nationals. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, they, They're really good pitchers. Um, I think they are overworked last year, and I think one of them is going to get hurt. I think they're going to fall off, but I could be wrong. I'm just not impressed with that offense at all. And then second, um, I got the Cardinals because okay. – uh, <laughs> I think that the Cardinals are just going to have a fall-off here. Andrew, uh, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt showed their true colors last year in the playoffs. And um, they were went for one for 20. They're going to have a good first half, and then they're going to fall off in the second half. Oh, Cardinals well, well, have no right, pitching before whatsoever. On, before um, we
1: move on to your number one squad, can we talk about the uh, signing of Wilson Contreras? And what do you think – how do you think he's going to back up a guy like Yadier Molina? Do you think he's going to take
0: over a good legacy? Yeah, he's not. Um, he's been falling off his career for a little bit. He's a good hitter, um, but his defense—it's really going to hurt the Cardinals' pitching staff. Uh, I don't even know who their number one pitcher is. Maybe Miles Mikolas. Um, I'd say that they're a healthy Jack Flaherty. Yeah, that's the huge hole in the Cardinals' team. Yeah, um, their pitching and their bullpen—they struggled last year with that bullpen.
1: Yeah, but they were figuring it out towards the end of the year. Ryan Helsley went absolutely nuts. Became honestly a top three closer in the MLB. Um, we finally got Alex Reyes off the ledger, so he's finally out, so we can finally fill a spot. Um, I think for the Cardinals, what it's going to come down to is just it's really going to come down to them how they how they put to, as we said how they put everything together. They have the. I mean, that's every them. team. That's every team. Yeah, I mean. I think that the Cardinals will be. I think the Cardinals will shock the world this year. I think that they will make a, uh, a decent run. I don't think. I think that there's. Ob- <laughs> where
0: do you, what well, do you think Where do you think, that, do you think they're going to get? Championship.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say that they're going to make it past the division series.
0: That's I, ridiculous. I,
1: I, I don't know. The Mets have met. The Mets have proven that they can't play well when it comes to series baseball. I don't trust them. The Dodgers didn't do anything in the offseason enough. The Padres are the scariest team. And so, honestly, I'm going to take the Cardinals versus the Padres in the uh, uh the NL Championship.
0: Okay. Well, right, so my, number, number one. my number one team is the Chicago Cubs. Um, okay. Their pitching is elite. They got Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, Jamison Tyone. That's a number three-headed killer I wouldn't want to mess with. And then their batting order is scary. You got Dancy Swanson, Cody Bellinger. Uh, Suzuki, who's going to go on a tear. Um, I mean, we got a loaded squad this year. The Cubs are really going to come. A lot of people. A lot of people think that, uh, like you said, Swanson isn't a leader or he's not a number one player. Um, He's going to have an MVP that season. Um, He's always wanted to play for Chicago on a huge contract. I think Belliger is going to get back into form. I,
1: I mean, I'll say that for being a Cub, I really do hope. As I, t- I told you earlier, I think Bellinger is one of my favorite players. I would love to see him get back to 2019 for him, just be scary. And then uh, he's on a one-year deal. I'd love for him to go, like, go be an impact player on a team that can win a World Series immediately.
0: <laughs> and that's why I think the, the Cubs are going to have a shot to win the World Series.
1: Okay. All right, so let's move on to a different division now.
0: <laughs> okay, let's do it.
1: Why don't we just? Why don't we go to the NL West? West,
0: that's a tight I'm gonna, division.
1: Oh, I can start that one. Um, I'm going to go with in fifth. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. Uh, just nothing to be impressed by. Madison Bumgarner's old. Uh, Zach Gallon. How old is he? Like 42 now. Oh yeah, he's in, he's up in that range. Um, but Zach Gallon just kind of fell off there. They're still not upgrading. Like we we've had Paul Goldschmidt for four years. The Cardinals have, and the the Diamondbacks have still held on to the catcher that we traded in exchange for Carson Kelly. And Carson Kelly is not worth anything. So I mean, the fact that they can't even find players to put in slots, that what they need to do this year is they really need to sit there and think about it, and they need to scrap guys like Cattell Marte, who could go be an impact, a, a semi-impactful player somewhere else. I just think that this year is the year that they need to start considering rebuilding. Um, So I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks in fifth. Um, Fourth, I'm going to take the Colorado Rockies. Just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see much talent. I think that, um, God, uh, Ryan McMahon at third. I think he's their best player. I mean, I just don't think that he's, he's not somebody that can carry his entire team. Um, Rotation looks weak. Uh, Chris Bryant is one of those same players as Cody Bellinger so you're not thinking of the same Chris Bryant that we were five years ago. Um, so I'm going to take them at fourth. I'm going to take the giants at third. I think that they have decent pieces. Logan Webb's a good pitcher. Um, you got decent bats. Uh, they were so close to getting Aaron judge this off season. I think that that would have really, really helped them. But as I said, there's no same thing kind of things that it just didn't really impress me with their off season moves. So I'm going to take him at third. Um, the, this one should be a lot harder than it is, but I'm going to say the Dodgers are the clear second runner in this division. Um, huh. They have, they have not impressed me at all. Um, they let, they let Cody Bellinger walk. They haven't signed anybody. Nobody seems to have, uh, they, they released Trevor Bauer who has recently been reinstated into the MLB. Um, not, not good looks, not, not good looks at all around the board for the Dodgers. They signed our, Former number one overall prospect Alex Reyes, who hasn't proven anything, he can't stay healthy. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I mean, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman will always be a terrorizing, scary thought, but you, you don't have Walker, B- Walker Bueller won't be pitching for you this year. Um, Clayton Kershaw's towards the end of his prime. Um, I think the, the, the brightest spot of this team is their bullpen with like Bruce Gratterall. Um, yeah, like just bullpen arms. Alex Reyes hopefully makes a stud uh, appearance for him. but I mean, they just, they don't impress me. Uh, so that leads into my number one with the San Diego Padres, Pot- one of the scariest looking teams in baseball, like around the board. Um, their owner has done, has pulled a New York Mets style of off season where he's pulling money from himself, pulling uh, picking his own money and and pl- paying these players, so the fact that he's so invested in a, a championship for his squad that he's taking his own personal dollars to sign guys like Xander Bogarts, um, potentially extending a guy like Juan Soto, um, extending um, Manny Machado, which already happened. I just just big moves. Um, great rotation with um, um, actually you know just Joe Musgrove who just fractured his toe in the weight room. Uh, he's gonna be out for a little while, but you still got guys like you, Darvish. Um, you guys, you got um, why am I blank? Blake Snell. You got some really, really dangerous looking lineup, and I, I, like all across the board, I don't see a weak Padres team, which is it's a, it's a good thing to see just because of how low the Padres have been over the last 20 years to see that they're climbing and now that they're one of the scariest teams in baseball. They had a hell of a year last year, a hell of a uh, beat beat their arch rival, who the Dodgers were better last year in the playoffs. Beat the Mets, who were supposed to win the World Series. I think that the, the Dodgers uh, the Dodgers just are – it's finally not the Dodgers' time in the NL West. So I'm taking the Padres at one.
0: Hey, that's a great I, – I really can't argue with that list. I do think the Dodgers still have a little bit of an edge uh, because, I mean, they're going to be fighting through it, but they're going to get Walker Buehler back. I'm He's sure not the, coming back this season. Okay. Walker, I think Walker I think is not about to return back, until
1: 24.
0: I think he'll come back towards the end. But yeah, I mean, I think the Dodgers are going to spend spend as much as the Padres at the at the at the um, trade deadline over uh, over the summer. I think they're they're going to spend as much as the Padres. And I think the Padres are the better team. Um, I would, I would be a little surprised the Giants didn't give him a run because, I mean, the Giants just seem to find a way to fight through um, and continue to stay relevant every yeah, year. Yeah, I mean,
1: they, they've honestly, over the last three seasons, have just so super impressed. They, they have an NL West division win in the last three years. I mean, and that's when the Padres started climbing with Fernando and Manny and then obviously the Dodgers, who have just been such a force to be reckoned with, but I mean they—they they have a. I think that they—they they won the NL West in 2021, which is just so crazy to me. Is that they shouldn't even be relevant, and they've made themselves relevant. So I mean, yeah,
0: they got, they lost Buster Posey, Madison Bumgarner, a bunch of other huge um, pitchers and players. So I mean, they're, they're definitely staying relevant, which is surprising. So, um, uh, you, so my order would go: um, Diamondbacks, last Rockies, um, Giants. And then I think it's gonna be Padres and then Dodgers but Padres Dodgers, Dodgers okay
1: I think that's a very interchangeable
0: I think that that's a very interchangeable
1: like duo. Like I can see it going either way like I I don't will be win, I think I don't agree with you with the Cubs and Cardinals prediction but i I definitely think that this is more of a I think that this is gonna be more of a close matchup than we think. I'm excited to see it uh, I mean as I said being in San Diego, I'm excited to see it firsthandedly. The Padres fans are craving it. Uh, Padres fans are so so lively, so much fun at those games. So I I would love to see San Diego uh, make a run this year.
0: Yeah. I think let's go on to the next uh, division. I think the most competitive division, um, the NL East. (laughs) All right. I think it's very easy to say that the Washington Nationals
1: are not only one of the worst teams in the NL, they're one of the worst teams in baseball. So they're an easy five. Uh, they have decent prospects. As I said, their first baseman, Joey Mesa, has a chance to, to climb uh, eventually. He'll be okay. Uh, got Shout nice out for... to
0: my announcer friend, Joey Zanaboni, who announces for the Fred Nats. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you guys, you got Caber Ruiz, great uh, Dodger prospect, traded over in the uh, trade that brought Trey Turner uh, and sent him over to um, L.A. Uh, great young player got has popped from both um but uh oh, he's a switch hitter pop on both sides just not enough talent for me Patrick Corbin they still have to eat the end of his contract which was a horrible signing just they're not they're not ready yet to be good um losing Juan Soto is a big deal uh for them as well so they don't really have a guy that really like screens spark plug at me so i think that behind every good team there's one at least one player that can do that for the team so easily uh, five for um, uh, the um, Washington Nationals, yeah, definitely. uh, fourth man. This is, I'm gonna go with the Miami Marlins. Same kind of thing with the Brewers. I think they have decent pitching. Sandy Alcantara, they just traded Pablo Lopez, which is gonna kind of hurt them. Uh, Sixto Sanchez, who was supposed to be so good for them, just hasn't really proven it to me yet. Um, I mean, Johnny Cueto's with them, and he's so <laughs> washed. I mean, he's played the Cardinals twice, and that's why I focus in on him. He's gotten lit up. He's throwing pitches right down the middle for them. And if it, if anything tells me um, anything else about them, that they're, they're just not – not, it's not their year. Um, I actually heard the – even the Marlins announcer when I was watching the game versus the Cardinals had said, the days of guys like Ozuna, Stanton, and Yelich hitting home runs for this club are over, and we don't see any players coming back and doing that for this club for a very uh, good amount of time. So, easily, I'm going to put the Marlins at four. Um, third, man, I'm going to be – man, this is a hard division. This is a really hard division. This
0: is the most competitive division at all.
1: I'm going to put the Mets at third. I'm going to be bold with that. I'm going to put the Mets at third. I can um, see that. I don't know, man. The Mets have just not proven anything. They keep spending a ton of money. They have the second-highest payroll in the MLB, and they're just not proving anything to me. So – I'm gonna put the the Mets up there. Um, so here, I've covered the I've covered Washington, Miami,
0: Braves, and the Phillies. Okay,
1: yeah, I'm gonna take the Braves a second. I think that they're very much climbing the ladder. I'm ready for them to be good again. Um, Michael Harris was the NL Rookie of the Year. That dude is just so so impressive in the outfield. Great hitter. When you say
0: when you say good again, what do you mean? I mean they've been good for a while.
1: They're gonna be a, one of those teams that are talked about for contention again. Like I don't think last year they were really talked about as contenders. They were really behind the Mets all season. Now I think that this is going to be between them and Philly to climb a pole, like climb and stay up front. If one of them can stay up front, I can see whoever comes out of that division being a very high contender and they yeah. could be also a World Series pick as well. Um yeah. so I'm going to put them at second and then I I don't know. I'm going to be I don't I don't think there's much special about Philly, but I'm going to put Philly at one. Philly was nothing Special during the season last year. I don't even. Th- they didn't even win ninety games last year. I don't think they made it all the way to the World Series, which I believe was also a fluke. I don't think that they will be back in the World Series this year. But you know they have they have the talented players. They just signed Trey Turner, who in my opinion is the number one shortstop in Major League Baseball.
0: Wow, um, over Tatis. Yes, I think I think even when, Tatis, even when Tatis is not playing,
1: Tatis is one of the worst fielding shortstops in the league, and now his job is even at threat. With Xander Bogart signing with the, um, the Padres. So I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any clear path for Tatis playing in the infield unless they're going to put him at first base. My, my biggest assumption is they're going to let Juan Soto move back to his primary position in left field, and they're going to put Tatis in right or make him the DH. I mean, he just makes so many errors in the field. But yeah, no, Trey Turner, fast agile knows how to steal bases knows how to hit for contact and power is a great fielder you can put him in the outfield he'll play it perfectly you can put him in the infield he's just one of those players you can move around i'm gonna easily take him as the number one shortstop i that's the kind of guy that i wanted the cardinals to sign for our shortstop i wish the cardinals would have taken a splash at him even if it wasn't for a long-term deal um i don't know i'm a trey turner fan yeah, um,
0: great,
1: But no, Bryce Harper, gonna come back hungry for more. Kyle Schwarber, ridiculous amount of power, good pop to the bat. They have a decent pitching staff. I mean, Aaron Nola, um,
0: I wouldn't say decent. They they showed out.
1: They did, did. Zach Wheeler, really good arm. Um, their they're bullpen, man, dude. They have um, Sir Anthony Dominguez, who oh my god, that guy was just a beast in the playoffs last year. Um, I mean, and how can I forget about JT Romuto best catcher in the league too. So you've got three players on that team that are b- the best in the MLB at their position between Harper Turner and real Muto. So, I mean, I just think that if they don't run away with the division at this point that they need to start considering what the future for the Philadelphia Phillies looks like, they need to really be committed to winning now. And yeah. that's why I'm going to put them at their one is because I think that not only did they have the talent to be number one, but I think that they recognize that they need to be number one. So they're going to be eager to get out there and just kick ass all season.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I, I love that division ranking, but I disagree. I mean, I understand what you're saying um, with the Mets being third. I think the bottom two are correct. I think that the Marlins are going to be um, your last squad there. And I think that, uh, I think that the, um, Sorry, I think the Nationals are going to be your last squad, and I think the Marlins are going to be your fourth squad. I don't know, bro. I think the Mets really choked last year, and I, I think you're using a little bit of recency bias with these rankings um, because I think this Mets team is still really talented. And um, I understand that they lost to Grom, their pitching is a little bit more shaky, but I think. It- yeah, I mean,
1: they well, they lost to Grom, but the is injured in Texas, and they picked up. Justin Verlander, who with age seems to be better, which I don't understand.
0: Yeah, um, it's and you got Matt
1: Max too. God, that
0: guy. Yeah, Matt Max has not really impressed me since that one year in uh, 2019 with the Nationals. He really has not impressed me in the playoffs. I mean, he's a great regular season pitcher, um, but he's kind of he's kind of coughed it up in the playoffs. What do you think? Um. Yeah.
1: I have a hard time with that because I'm a fan of Mad Max. He went to Mizzou. Um, so there's a lot of bias for me. But I mean I think that he's still a dominant pitcher. I'm not gonna put him in my top five in pitchers, but I mean I definitely think he's between fifteen and, and five somewhere. Um Yeah. I don't know, man. Like see. that that is that's a great one two punch. If I'm going into a series against the Mets and I see on the first two games of a three game set, I'm seeing Justin Verlander. Followed by Max Scherzer, I'm I'm freaking out. Like that that is ju- that's just good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that they will be third again. Okay. And I think I think the Phillies are going to be second. I think they have a really good pitching staff, but I think they're going to fall off a bit. And I think the Braves—it's their division to win this year.
1: Yeah, um, i would actually be okay with that. I would be very okay with that.
0: I think the Braves are going to have a bounce back year um, from last year. Um, I think, I think that they're going to, the, the Cunha, um, and Albies, this is kind of like their, their prove it year. Um, because I mean, Matt Olson was great, um, last year, but I don't know what their contracts are like, but they're getting up to like the middle of their careers where you gotta, you gotta take advantage of this opportunity. I think Harper and Schwarberg are definitely going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Um, I just don't, I don't see that. I think, I feel like the Phillies just got really hot.
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, and as as I said, like I think both of us last year when the we, when we saw the Cardinals going up against the Phillies, I I don't think it was in question who anyone thought was going to win that series.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. The so world I world mean, world.
1: the fact that they just blew up out of nowhere and then made it to the World Series, like they they realistically should not have come out of the Wild Card series.
0: No. Definitely. So I mean, it, it was like a Cardinal type run in two thousand. Yeah.
1: Good for them, but I can definitely see where they they don't repeat their their time. But I think that also at the same time that if they don't commit to winning now, they're not going to for a while.
0: No, I think that's with every team in that division.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: All right, I'm ready, ready to move on to the AL. Futures. Yeah.
1: All right, let's so. start with the AL.
0: Let's
1: just go with the the East.
0: Or do you want to just do the AL next weekend?
1: No, why don't we do the AL now? We're fine okay. with it. All right, let's do it. I'll start
0: with the East. Okay. um, I'm
1: going to take the Red Sox at five. They're just not impressive. Um, after winning the World Series in 2019, they really didn't do anything. They haven't proven anything. Uh, they don't have prospects that are, are impressive to me. They don't have starting guys that I'm, like, really standing out for. Um, I think the most thing that Red Sox fans can look forward to is – Uh, Chris Dale coming back for his finale. Uh, I think that's that's literally their high point, and that doesn't say much.
0: Do you Uh, say he's gonna retire?
1: Not necessarily, but I don't think he's worth anything, and he's getting older. He's had dealt with injury the last few years. I just, it's time for him to hang the
0: cleats. He was really good in the White Sox, but continue.
1: Yeah. So then, four, I'm gonna take the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Um, great young core. Um, Holiday is up there. Uh, I don't Jackson Holiday, Matt Holiday's kid. I don't think he's that good yet. Um, he's gonna definitely stay in their farm system for a while. But you know, back to back years, there was multiple players on the Orioles that really impressed me. Two years ago, Cedric Mullins. That if he can get back, get healthy, he'll be fine. And then, as well as last year being the the standout catcher, Adley Rutschman, who everybody has just been dying for. So I mean, I think that he's gonna become one of the best catchers in the league switch heading great arm behind the dish uh seems like a guy that I would I would trust to to lead my team so I'm going to take the Orioles at 4 I just don't think that they're ready to, to contend yet yeah um actually excuse me I'm going to actually flip the Orioles with the so the or, the, the Orioles number 3 and then I'm going to put Tampa Bay at 4 just Tampa okay. Bay Tampa Bay same kind of deal as the Red Sox I just don't see much with them Um, They kind of had that same kind of spark plug where nobody expected them in 2020 to make the World Series. They made it. Good for them. Uh, I think that was pretty much it for them. Uh, Randy Orozarena calmed down. I'd say at best he's a subpar player. Um, Wander Franco, I'm excited to see him as a player and as an individual. I mean, he's just not – he's not going to carry the entire team. Um, Nobody else really stands out for me. Uh, Sham Clanahan was a good pitcher last year, but, I mean, you can only do so much with one every five days starting, so um, I'm gonna take them at four. As I said, Orioles at three, two. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay or uh, sorry, Toronto, who I just think kind of regressed a little bit. They traded to Oscar Hernandez, who was a big piece of their winning last year. Um, Vladimir Guerrero had a hell of a bounce back from being one of the most struck out players in the league to just having one of the highest averages, lowest uh, strikeout ratings, the MLB. I think that that's a great sign. Boba a good young player as well. Um, they're, they're catching, oh my goodness, Reese McGuire, um, Alejandro Kirk, and there's one more I'm blanking his name, but they it, they could be dangerous if they wanted to trade one of those guys. All three of those guys are great pitching prospects. You you could get a lot in return for, for that. Um, so, man, I think that – they could make a push at one, but I think the obvious easy choice for number one is the Yankees. Um, getting their, their their captain, their newly named captain back. Just such a boost to morale. They got Anthony Rizzo back. Harrison Bader, great outfielder, uh, great center fielder to compliment with um Aaron Judge. Harrison Bader's picked up his bat a little bit since getting traded from St. Louis. Um they have uh, one of the top prospects in Anthony Volpe, who I think will start at some point this year. Um, they, they 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 have good players, man, and uh, Stan is a great DH option still. Uh, still a guy that I anticipate to hit 30, 35 home runs this year. Um, I think that they're just going to be a scary team. Gleyber Torres, if he can get back
0: on the horse correctly
1: and just do really well, he'll be great. Uh, I'm excited to see the
0: Yankees, honestly. Yeah. Definitely. I could, I could see that um, division rating, but I think that you're underrating the Tampa Bay, um, the Rays. I think that they're better than you think. I mean, that, they are they are they they don't have a lot of bats, but they always seem to figure it out, no matter what year it is. Um, so I agree that uh, the Red Sox, Orioles, third and fourth. And then I think um, the, the Rays are going to be third, but I think they're going to push more than people think. I think the Yankees are going to be second because I think they're going to take a step back. Um, I just feel like it's a Blue Jays kind of year for that division. They've got the young talent that's been hitting a lot. They have the pitching um, that needs to just come through. I think they're going to add some bullpen pieces at the trade deadline that will really solidify the team because I feel like it will be a three-team race most of the year. Um, But I think that the Blue Jays will pull the head at the end.
1: Yeah, okay. I I can see that.
0: Yeah, heck yeah.
1: so, okay, so let's move on to the AL Central, which I'm not going to talk about much because, I mean, two two years ago I would have said the White Sox should win the World Series. They had all the talent in the world to do it. But one of the Yeah, they were disappointing. So were the Minnesota Twins who broke the home run in a year record and they still didn't do anything. Um, but so I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to put the – I'm going to put the – oh, man. Um I'm going to put the Kansas city Royals. Uh, Salvador Perez is getting washed up. He's getting older. Uh, Bobby Wood junior, same kind of guy where great player to the team. I kind of put him in the same category as Wander Franco, where he's a great young player for his staff, but he's not going to, he's not going to lead the team. So he's just, he, they need to eventually think about trading him. Um, Carlos Santana, I think still, no, sorry. He got traded to Pittsburgh. So never mind on that. Um, Yeah, Kansas City easily five for me. Um, Four, man, this division. Um, It's rough. I mean, it's a toss up. Let me let me think about this for a second. Uh, I would say, um, for I'm going to take the Tigers a fourth. Same kind of deal. They got prospects, decent prospects. It's not going to really take them anywhere. Miguel Cabrera is going to roll off into the sunset after this season. So, uh I'm excited for him to just kind of try to try to have one more stud season. It's kind of like an Albert Pujols story. Kind of a nice way to say goodbye. Um in third, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. Uh just not much not much not not great, not terrible. I think that they're very fortunate that they're playing in such a bad division that they will not really make an impact, nor will they be the bottom. Um, so that that's pretty much all I got to say about Minnesota. I'm going to take Chicago at two, which is kind of a bold pick. Um, they have the talent, man. They do, but they just haven't proven anything. They've choked everything that they've had away. I understand that there's been injuries. Luis Roberts has been out. But they're just not impressive to me. Lance Lynn fell off, and then ended up leaving for, I believe, Texas. So just not not ready for not ready to say that uh, Chicago, the Chicago White Sox, are going to be that good. Which leads into my number one, and I actually think that this team is semi decent. I think that they kind of like rank where where the Cardinals are, where they have a decent team. They're just playing in a kind of a crappy division, which is not going to take them very far. But I'm going to take the Cleveland Guardians. They've just, really yeah, they have good pitchers. They have. Tristan McKenzie. They have, um, oh man, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, what is his name? Oh, they have Shane Bieber. They, they have decent players. So I'm going to take Cleveland at one. Uh, they have Josh Naylor, who I think is a decent bat. Uh, they, they, even, they gave the Yankees a little bit of a run for their money in the playoffs last year, too. So I mean, and it wasn't their hitting, it was their pitching. So they have a good rotation, they've got a good bullpen. If they could get some hitting, some hitters, some some decent anything, they'll be okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Guardians at one in that division.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I could really see that. Um, I think the last team is going to be the Royals. They suck. Um, then the Tigers. Then I think it's going to be the White Sox third. I think the Twins are going to hit a little bit more. Um, and I think they'll – find some pitching somehow. I think the White Sox could either be third or win the division, to be honest with you. Could okay. you see that? Yeah. Um and then I think I think I agree with you with the Indians. My one qualm with them is they remind me too much of the the of the, um, the Rays. They have Remember last year in the playoffs when they played each other it was like the craziest game. So it was one nothing every game. Yeah. Um and that's my issue because I would worry that they're just gonna they're just gonna be they're gonna get the hitting like in streaks, but it's not gonna be enough. And if the White Sox put it all together, which I don't think they will, and they actually get their hitters going, I think they're the most dangerous team. Um, they were the White Sox do this every five years. They get like semi decent players like James Shields, and I don't remember who else they had like about five years ago. They spent a bunch of money. And they just fall apart, you
1: know? Yeah. You know, with the White Sox, like, I think that they made decent offseason moves. They had, they picked up Ben Intendi. They picked up La Russa. (laughs) Yeah. He's a nightmare. Yeah. No, they picked up Mike Clevenger. They still have Tim Anderson, who's like a big guy. Uh, I think a part of the thing that's hurting their bullpen right now, and man, I I keep even forgetting, uh, Yon Makata is one of the best players third baseman in the league. So, I mean, they got him. Eloy Jimenez, if he wants to hit with power, he's good. Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease. On paper, they have a decent team. Yasmani Grandal. Um, they got Joe Kelly, who's decent in the <laughs> Um, The the thing that I'm looking in on is I think that their morale boost, uh, Liam Hendricks' offseason was diagnosed with cancer, so he's not going to be around. He was a good closer for them. So, oh, no. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like – they they need to they need to keep their head on a swivel. They have Andrew Vaughn at first base, who who he's going to be decent. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if it's enough. Um, but Liam Hendricks, obviously, you hate to see players like this. It happened with Trey Mancini a couple of years ago as well. It's just one of those things that you don't want to see in the game. Um, sure. So I hope. So my, my my thoughts go out to him, obviously, and I hope that the White Sox can figure it out because I mean they were. I mean we talked about it in podcasts a couple of years ago. I mean, I I was an avid supporter of the the White Sox in the AL. So, I mean, I really hope that they can climb. They have it on paper. If they can put them all together, they'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Let's go to last division. I think this is the weirdest one.
1: Dude, this one's going to be hard for me. Can I like I mean, easily the last place team is the worst team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. Um, they literally they don't have anything that impresses me. Um they scrapped Chapman Olsen, even with those guys that they were struggling And I mean, look at Chapman and Olsen, who have gone to different teams and just thrived. Um, so, no, for Oakland, they're going to be dead last. I want to say Texas at fourth. I mean, Jacob DeGrom was a good addition, but nothing special. Otherwise, Jacob DeGrom is dealing with shoulder and elbow is- is- issues already. Um, so, you could see potentially Tommy John surgery and get him out all year.
0: Hey, props uh, to him,
1: he got paid. <laughs> yeah, he got paid. Uh Nathaniel Lau is good. Honestly, he's under he's one of the most underrated players. He he's a 30 home run caliber guy. Uh just as I said, it's just one of those players. He's playing for a team that doesn't matter. So I mean, it's like you you really gotta sit there and just be like, uh oh. Uh if Nathaniel Lau goes if he they trade him, uh, send him somewhere where he can live out his potential, he could be good. Um
0: I think I think Jacob DeGrom reminds me of Cole Hamels when he signed with Texas.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I'm going to be bold. I'm not really, I guess this isn't bold. I'm going to put the Mariners at three. Uh, They're not going to play the way they played last year. They're going to fall off. Uh, They got, they, they had up there. They had their opportunity. They picked up Ty, Ty Oscar Hernandez, but I mean, that's, that's not going to be enough for them. um, Honestly, in my opinion, Ah, uh, man, I'm going to put the Angels at two. And I'm really, if they want to do something, they need to do it this year. You know Shohei's contract ends at the end of the year. And if they're not even succeeding towards before the trade deadline, look for them to trade for Shohei. And that's how the Dodgers, in my opinion, will make a bang, is that that's who they're going to trade for. Um, and then they'll extend him, which that's that's horrifying uh, to think about. The Dodgers will overrun baseball with that. Uh, yeah. Another Dodgers trade. I think that they're gonna make that. I'm gonna be bold again. I'm gonna say that Freddie Freeman goes back to Atlanta. Uh, really? Freddie Freeman, yeah, Freddie Freeman wants to be in Atlanta. Um, they could do a one for one swap if they wanted, or they could. The dot. The the Braves have very mutual interest with Freddie Freeman in bringing him back. So I could say that the Dodgers would bring Matt Olson, uh, Matt Olson over to the club with a decent amount of prospects. And as I said, the Braves are, are kind of loaded. Um. So I'm gonna take them. Uh, I'm gonna take that, but, but that's not what we're talking about anyway. I'm gonna take, but Angels at second. I think that if they really want to prove it, this is the year to do it. They picked up the Dodgers left-handed uh, Tyler Anderson, good pitcher, good young pitcher. Um, that makes the the rotation decent. Um, I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean the Astros just don't really have much competition. The Astros are gonna run away with it. Again this year they're going to be the clear front runner in the division, um, and one of those teams in the AL that just is World Series like a potential World Series bound team.
0: Yeah, I I, I like your division there. Um I think I think the Mariners are going to be way better than the Angels. I, the Angels have never impressed me.
1: They haven't, <laughs> but that's why I'm pulling for them is because this is the year they need to be impressive.
0: Yeah. Um. I just don't think they'll pull it together. I think Mike Trout's going to leave. Um, get trade eventually. Or he should be. It's it's terrible to see him on that team. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Oakland A's, Rangers. And then I think that it's going to be Angels, Mariners. And I think the Astros are going to be upset in the first round. I think their they're, they're run is about to come to an end. I think losing Justin Verlander um, they're not going to add any more pitching. I think their hair's about to get old. I just hope they lose because um, they don't have enough competition in AL. I hope that um, I think it could be the Blue Jays' year, honestly. But I think that they're the clear front runner, definitely right now.
1: True. I mean, I agree. Um, I'm excited for this game. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, I just. There's so many things that I think could happen this year. I mean, I know, I know that spring training is just like kind of a taste of everything, but I think that the Cardinals, as I like as I said earlier, have some stuff to look forward to. Um, I, as a Cardinals fan, I'm I'm excited to see it. Same thing with the uh, teams like the Padres, like the front-running teams are the teams that I've been like looking into. I just want to see good baseball this year. Um, I want to see, I want to see a team like the, uh, the Phillies make it through. I'd love to see that actually just like a complete underdog team, make it all the way again. Um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm thinking that this is going to be a good season for baseball. Um, Look look for, look for some interesting stuff to happen.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a toss up. I think, we can give all the projections we want, but I think this is going to be a really crazy year because it's more up for grabs than ever before. Um, I think with all the moves that happen, I think the Padres are definitely a huge favorite, um, but I think this is going to be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree. Um, so I know that this podcast has lasted a little longer than our normal one, but I just, we, we are going to try to commit to doing this again. Um, obviously, uh, scheduling will be determined but um we really are trying to just kind of just express our views with sports and and different things uh there's so much in the world today that like that that's talked about that doesn't have the the most positive outcome so just talking about sports and and try, just trying to listen for an hour or so will truly um i think just ease like some of the tension for us, at least I think that talking, I mean, and this is a good way for, for us to get in tune with each other, see where our ideas are. Um, obviously, as you heard, like we had different opinions on things. So, I mean, I think that this is just going to be good. Um, I'm happy to get back on with you.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. It's great to be back and back in business and hope that anyone listening supports this and we can just grow this audience and continue to spare Share our ideas. Um, make some comments if you want to hear more about MLB or we can switch it up. But I think we're gonna focus on MLB right now. Um and then head on to other sports topics. But Sasha, it's been good to get back on the podcast. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's sign All right, man, off. Hey,
1: well great, great, great view takes. We'll we'll think about doing another one soon. I want to see what the feedback of the viewers are. Uh we're obviously we have our Instagram at Step Up Sports um if you have any suggestions any ideas for us we're more than open so uh just shoot us a, a dm on there and uh if you want an issue cover we will we will uh do our best to to cover it all right awesome well as as thank you guys for listening um i hope you guys have a good day enjoy your weekend stay safe and uh
0: let's go cardinals let's go